Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. People, today is a dynamite day. Today is September 24th, 2011. I'm so honored to be here with you today. Um, I have some dynamite content planned for you today, and I'm just excited to be here with you. But before we get carried away, before we go any further, I submit this experience. I turn this show over right now to God's Holy Spirit so that we all get what we came for, and that's a move of his spirit. People, I have some wonderful things planned for you, which I will share with you throughout the show. I have a dynamite guest waiting in the wings to, to come on here and, and empower us in finance. And people, I'm just excited. This is an all-around good time. It's a good day. So I want to give you an inspirational song, and then we'll be right back.
along with that, that was Good Times by Sheik. And um, people, I'm here today to declare and decree that good times are here again. We are absolutely walking towards some beautiful things. You know around here we say it like this, the life of your dreams is absolutely wonderful, and yes, you deserve it. I'll say it again. The life of your dreams is absolutely wonderful, and you deserve it. But we're going to continue to give you principles to step out on to, to begin enjoying the life of your dreams, to begin experiencing the life of your dreams, to begin manifesting the life of your dreams in every area of your life. Tonight we're going to talk about finance. I'm going to bring on a, a dynamite guest who is no stranger to the financial arena and success in the financial arena. Um, and before I bring him on, I want to want to do a few more housekeeping things here. So when he comes on, we're going to give him the floor. We're going to just let him rip. We're going to let him talk about and, and promote how to be a champion of finance. So, But before I bring on our dynamite guest, I'm going to take you to a motivational moment and a commercial, and then we'll be right back. You're still listening to Creating a Championship Standard of Living, and I'm your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. Stephen R. White Ministries presents Show Me Your Glory. Atlanta. Atlanta and surrounding areas. Come experience the glory and impact ministries. Atlanta. Where Bishop-elect Ginaldo Lee and co-pastor Tiffany Lee are the host pastors. The glory will fall September 25th at 6 p.m. and September 26th at 7 p.m. Atlanta will never be the same. If you're a pastor and would like Stephen R. White Ministries, to bring Show Me Your Glory to your church or city, please call 513-860-9003 or contact us at stephenrwhiteministries.org. Hi, this is Miles W. Miller, host of Creating a Championship Standard of Living and the Fourth Quarter Comeback Show on Blog Talk Radio, here with a motivational moment. Here's the first thing I want you to do. I want you to get a, not just a small picture, but a huge picture in your mind. Just imagine yourself sitting at a, in a movie theater, an IMAX movie theater, with a huge screen. And I want you to see the full details of your dream life. Now, I know a lot of us, a lot of people have lived their nightmares, but this, that day is over. So we're going we're gonna to talk about what your, the ideal life your ideal living situation, your ideal, you know, standard of living should be a championship standard of living. <laughs> no pun intended. But we want to, I want you to, to visualize yourself and visualize yourself looking at the screen. And on the screen is your ideal life. And it's a majestic life. It's on an IMAX screen. It's one of the biggest screens ever made. I want you to see all the details of your ideal life on that screen. I want you to see the vivid colors. I want you to see, you know, details. I want you to see yourself enjoying life. I want you to see yourself loving life. I want you to see yourself happy. I want you to see yourself blessed. I want you to see yourself doing great things on this major screen. 
as you see yourself doing this stuff, there are people there with you that, that you love. You got friends there. You got loved ones. The setting is beautiful. somewhere right now and you you didn't really want to be there and you didn't really know you don't really know how you got there guess what the mindset that got you there can't get you out of there I have a, a quote I love saying to my clients and, uh, and, when, and when I'm in, doing my speeches is that the mind that created the problem is not qualified to solve it first and foremost the reason why the mind that created the problem is not qualified to solve it is because that, that mind is stuck in that environment that is perpetuating the thing that you don't want. So we, you know, I, I'm a firm believer. Uh, I stand on Romans 12. In the beginning of Romans 12, it, it says, "Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind." I even go as far as this. I I tell people, you know, it's sometimes it's okay to lose your mind if your mind has got has gotten you in a place where you can't, <laughs> where you you're not being successful, you're not being able to live a full life. Then you have to lose that mind and get it renewed. Get the mind, get the mind of Christ. That you know, a mind, a mind with a mindset to thrive and be great. I went back. I gave you a two for one there. I gave you two more moments. But I'm excited. We got some dynamite stuff planned for you as usual. Um, I want to take you to this week's divine intervention. Um, you know, each week we give you a divine intervention or a scripture from the Bible. And this week's divine intervention goes along with what we're going to be talking about with our dynamite guest. Um, it comes from Psalm 118 and 25, and it reads, Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. 
I'll repeat that. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. People, we talked about already, good times are here again, happy days are here again, the return of happy days are here. And we're going to learn how to live, how to walk it out, how to live it, how to experience it. And we've, we're believing for just beautiful things coming to us. We're going to decree it. We're going to speak it out. And we have already claimed victory in every area of our lives. Tonight we're going to talk about the financial areas of our lives. But prosperity in this sense here is not just finance. It's everything. It's nothing broken, nothing missing. It's, it's living the good life. It's that life of your dreams, which is wonderful and you deserve, which, you know, we talk about a lot around here which I'm going to repeat a lot. You're going to hear me say it a lot. The life of your dreams is absolutely wonderful, and, yes, you deserve it. So without a shadow of a doubt, we're going to continue to to speak that out over each other's lives. I mean, like I tell you, go home, look in the mirror, and tell the person, tell the reflection that you see. The life of your dreams is absolutely wonderful, and, yes, you deserve it. If you don't think you deserve it, then no one else will. So you have to, you have to believe it for yourself. And once you believe it for yourself, then beautiful things can happen. Beautiful things come to life when you just believe it. it. All things become possible to those who believe. So keep the faith in that area. Just keep looking up. Keep looking at yourself and, and, and affirming yourself without a shadow of a doubt. So I want to take you to a presidential wisdom, uh, this week's presidential wisdom, or a quote from our 44th president, President Barack Obama. And it states, Americans still believe in an America where anything's possible. I'll repeat that. Americans still believe in, in in America where anything's possible. Americans still believe in an America where anything's possible. People, all things are possible to him that believes. If you can just believe in all things are possible, there's nothing that shall be impossible to those who believe. I will continue to reiterate that to you. I will continue to speak that to you. The life of your dreams is wonderful, and yes, you deserve it. You have to believe it. Once you believe it, it has just become possible. So people, keep that in mind, keep that in your heart, and understand that we these are some, although you may see challenging times on the outside, if you don't get caught up in what you see and you walk by faith and not by sight, you have the potential to really flourish in such a time, at such a time as now. These times, look, I've been telling you this, Rolls Royce has experienced record sales in the middle of what is considered a famine. Gas prices going up, oil prices going up, and people are still buying Rolls Royces at a record alarming rate. What does that tell you? Somebody somewhere is not hurt. <laughs> they didn't wake up to a recession. They woke up to a, to the life of their dreams, which they have already decreed and declared is wonderful and they deserve it. Let's, let us all live like that. Let us all live where we're not worrying about how much it costs. Let's walk in and everything is carte blanche. We, just, we see what we like and we get it. I don't care what it is, as you heard in the uh, one of the motivational moments. See yourself in possession of everything that you truly want. Continue to believe in everything that you that you desire. Continue to hold your faith strong and understand that the life of your dreams is truly wonderful, and yes, you deserve it. So I want to take you to another motivational moment, and then we'll be right back with our dynamite guest. You're still tuned into, into Creating a Championship Standard of Living, and I'm your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. I want to talk to you right now about just being encouraged, sometimes having to encourage oneself. You know, a lot of things are going to come in our lives to discourage us, to try to throw us off track. But I'm here today to tell you, 
Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. Your dreams are so wonderful. Your dreams are so important. Your dreams are actually your lifeline. Your dreams are the very thing that keep you alive. They're the very thing that keep you motivated, keep you encouraged to go in the right direction. So if you can dream, if you can believe that all things are possible, whatever it is that you've been put on this earth to do, those very visions, those very dreams that you have, make your existence here, make your your living here, make your, your whole being here valid. So always remember this. If ever you need to be encouraged, remember that God placed you on this earth as a solution. God doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't create things in vain. He created you in his likeness and image. So go forward. Go forward in power and in might, knowing that without a shadow of a doubt, that you have been placed on this earth to be a solution to a certain set of problems that without you, you would have had to be created. As you continue to manifest the life of your dreams, remember that the life of your dreams is absolutely wonderful and you deserve it. This is Miles Miller saying, don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. Hello, we're back. Uh, people, getting more time. We we are we have a dynamite guest in the wings here who is ready to provide you with some dynamite content on how to live the life of your dreams with your finances, how to be a good steward of your finances. Uh, he's none other than CNN's take it take it to the bank uh, contributor. Um, and author of the book, which I have to get a copy of. I'm, I'm, we're going to find out how to get a copy of it. What had happened was, without a shadow of a doubt, Mr. Clyde Anderson. Clyde, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. How you doing, man? I'm excited to have you here, man. It's a great honor to have you here. Oh, man, it's my pleasure to be here, brother. Congratulations on the show and all the awesome things that you're doing, man. So it's a privilege. Thank you so much. Likewise, I mean, like, like I said, we see you on CNN, and you're always providing uh, top-tier information for people. And if they just listen and apply it, I think that it could change their lives. So I know that, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, you have, you know, been studying the, the trends of, of, of society, of, of economic things that are going on. Um, could you give us a little insight on what it is that you do exactly so that sure. we establish the fact that you are who you say you are? Sure, sure, sure. I, uh, my, my, my title, my official title is financial lifestyle coach, and uh, that's my role is to coach people uh, to to understand uh, the power one that they have within themselves, but also to understand the power of understanding your personal finances and taking control uh, of their personal and their financial lives. Uh, it's such a big part of our lives when you think about finances. You know, you talk about our bodies being comprised of about seventy percent water. And I believe our finances are more than 80 to 90% of our lives. You can't go anywhere without thinking about money or using money to some form. And if we don't understand how to control that tool, then it becomes, uh, we have a lot of times more difficulty in life. Um, and that's why I call my, my company, it's called Financial Life Connection. And what we do is coaching. Uh, we do financial success plans for individuals. We do workshops. We do classes. Um, and I partner with different organizations to uh, help fill the void or help them get the word out um, and, and to make sure that their customers, uh, their employees, uh, the people that they do business with understand those principles because they're principles that we have to follow. And so um, I'm on CNN weekly. You can catch me on CNN, 7.20 a.m., back on at 11 on Saturday morning, and then generally at 7.20 on Sunday morning. 
And now I've been doing CNN for about five years, but I've been in the finance industry for about 15 years. And I started off in, in, in the loan business as a uh, mortgage consultant at a really young age. And I was able to, to take all those skills that I learned and to, to turn around and, and regenerate them and to reinvent them and to change and be adaptable to the change and create opportunities. And my whole model is to help eliminate helplessness and hopelessness um, that a lot of people are feeling, especially in this economy. Wow. And, and you said something really powerful right there, eliminate helplessness and hopelessness. A lot yeah. of people right now, Clyde, are, they're, they're experiencing both of those things in their finances. Yep. And yep. Like, like I said earlier, there are people who may not know this, but Rolls Royce experienced record sales, experienced mm-hmm. increase yep. during the middle yep. of a hard, what the world was told to be a hardship. That means that yep. somehow, some way, people, some people, they haven't been having helpless and hopeless moments when they're financing. Exactly. So, exactly. How do you, you make a great point? How do you, point? <laughs> how, how do you get that across? Well, and, and what people have to understand, and I'm glad you brought that up, that you even are addressing that, because what we have to understand is everybody's not broke. And although we hear this in the media, that times are hard, um, so there's record number of foreclosures, unemployment's at an all-time high, this is true. That still does not mean that everybody's hurting. Some people have realized that there are needs that still need to be met. Um, There are opportunities to be had. And in the midst of this recession, these times that we're going through, there's opportunity, but a lot of times the opportunity looks like adversity, and so we, we, we stay away from it uh, or we shy away from it instead of embracing it. And this is the time to do that. This is a time similar, and some people are even saying worse than the Great Depression. And in the Great Depression, it's a time where the most millionaires were made. And they were made for several reasons, some because they were creative and they tapped into a need that people had, and they watched the trends, they saw what was going on, and they took advantage of the opportunity to be able to come in and create something that, that's sustainable, that lasts. And a lot of the companies that were created in the Great Depression are still around today. And so we have to realize that we're living in a unique time. I call it the new normal. Um, and I call it the new normal because it's never going to go back to where it used to be, and it has definitely changed. And so what we have to do is embrace the new normal and realize what opportunities are there for us and realize that um, I I just talked about this recently in a a workshop I did today, that we've got to watch these trends because it's really important. And we have to, we've become so comfortable uh, here in America. And we created this thing called the middle class. And a lot of countries don't have a middle class. That's Americanized. That's something that we've created. What they have is two class systems in a lot of places, where it's the haves and the have-nots. It's the wealthy and the people that aren't wealthy. And so if we watch what's going on as wages are remaining stagnant or decreasing in some cases, and in other cases um, we're seeing that prices are going up. You just mentioned gas prices are going up, cost of goods and services are going up, so we're experiencing some inflation. So what does that tell you? It tells you that people that can't afford it will buy it. People that can't afford it are going to get left out of the picture. Wow. And and what you're saying now, now, and I'm hearing it. This is, this, now, this is a belief that I have. I believe that middle class really wasn't, just like you're saying, you know, there's either, in some classes there's a half, in some countries there's a yeah. half or they have not. I believe exactly. that middle class is more more of an illusion, really. It's, uh, you you still it. have and have not, and people just it. get lulled into consumerism. <laughs> you got it. 
someone and, and it was created. I think it's difficult. You got it. You got it. It was created to make you feel comfortable. It was created to make you feel like it, that give you that illusion of grandeur, that it's okay, you know, I'm in the middle. I'm not right. rich. I'm not poor. I'm in the middle. But what does the middle really mean? Did you win or did you lose? So it, it, it's either or. So are you are you playing the game? And I, and I love the idea, and I love, you know, this is championship in your finances. So as you titled this show, to be champions, and you got to look at what does that mean to be a champion? What does it mean to win? Well, first of all, to win, we got to know how to play the game. Yes, sir. And we don't know how to play the game in a lot of these cases, and we're playing the game by default. I haven't met a lot of champions that have won by just stepping out into the court without some sort of practice, some sort of coaching, or without some sort of game plan. I just haven't met them. They may exist out there somewhere. I haven't heard about them. I haven't met them. Everybody that I know that has won the game, they've practiced, they had a plan, they had plays, they knew what was coming, they studied their opponent, they knew these things. They didn't just get out there and just think that I'm going to win or I'm going to be an Olympian because I'm good. No, right. it doesn't work that way. And you, that's another thing, you know, about financial being a financial champion. I believe it takes preparation, as you're saying. Uh, a lot of people aren't prepared for storms when they come. You know, and I hate to say what I'm getting ready to say, but it, 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 this would happen. A lot of people who, like when when disaster hits or like a hurricane hits, like a lot of people mm-hmm. were in in New Orleans were trapped because not because the government failed them, but it's just because they just couldn't get out. They didn't have the resources right. to get out, get out of that area. Yeah, you got it. In it. And that you know, I see that and it hurt, it breaks my heart because I don't want to see anybody um, living a, a second rate life. You know, again, we talk about the life of your dreams being wonderful and you deserving it. I right. believe that there's a, a certain lifestyle that each person on this earth wants. They 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 crave it, but somehow circumstances may seem like they say that you can't have this and you can't have that, or you have to just right. you know, stay in the middle, so to speak. Right. What do you say right. to a person to encourage them, like? To, to come out, to, you know, not so much to convince them to change overnight, but to at least plant a seed in their mind right now to know that it's possible that they can have a, a quality lifestyle, that they don't have to be, you know, dependent upon the government. They don't have to be dependent upon, right. uh, you know, public assistance, things of that nature. What, what would you say to a person to just to, you know, get them started in the right direction? Well, one, one of the things, and I love your show and I love what you talk about because you say some of these things where, We've been given the tools. All the tools we need, we've been given already. We have what we need to change our lives. We all have been given certain gifts and talents um, that have been given to us. And what I have to remind people of is that God would not give you a gift without the resource or the ability to use the gift. Yes, sir. We're not tapping into those gifts. And, and you know, I say the new normal because we've got to go back to the basics. And from the standpoint of my, my grandfather was a sharecropper. And okay. so he lived off the land. My mother and her siblings, they ate off the land. So when he's out there and worked with his hands to produce for the family, that's what provided for the family. And what we've become is accustomed to someone else feeding us. We've become accustomed to working and getting the privileges to work in corporations and to do things, and there's nothing wrong with that. But we can't get comfortable uh, in right. that, as we've seen what's happened in this economy. And so when I say we've got to go back to the basics, we've got to go back to using these gifts and talents that we've been given. We've got to realize that we were made in his image, so we're creators. So how do we yes, create? Sir. We use our hands. We use our minds. We use our words. We create things that provide opportunity. And if we're doing this and we're creating things, now we're making uh, uh, solutions for people. And we've got to be the answer, and we are the answer. 
And President Obama talks about innovation. What does that innovation look like in your life? Well, it looks like creating other streams of income. It looks like thinking and creating things that are outside the box, maybe not the norm, or things that we haven't seen in the past. It looks like being able to create businesses that hire other people. So everybody has the ability to do something great, and we've been created to do something great. And so the challenge now becomes to are you going to tap into that thing? Are you going to take a leap of faith and do something different, or are you going to wait and depend on something else to change outside of ourselves? And I talk to people about finances, and I can't just give you a budget sheet and expect you to fill it out. And I think that's what's been happening when we think about financial literacy. Well, I believe financial literacy is dangerous. It's dangerous because we've just been given this thing and we don't truly understand what to do. And the thing or the change that has to happen, it has to be an internal change. It has to be a change in our hearts. It has to be a change in our thought process. So when our minds have to be renewed, and we've got to be able to speak something different than what's already been spoken. And so we all have this power. We all have the ability. And I know everybody listening right now knows they do something well. What is that thing that you do well that you can tap into that could create a legacy, that could feed your kids' kids? And we've got to start thinking past today and tomorrow. You know, in Japan they build a 100-year plan. We're trying to get to next week. We've got to stop doing that. You know, we can't live for the moment. We've got to plan right. for the future. Right. And, right. and I think and we can do it. It's just a matter of us doing it. And, and you bring up some dynamite points here. Uh, just move, planning for the future and yeah. Yeah. doing financial plans, things of that nature. Um, yes. Again, a financial plan really is a vision. It's, it's saying I have I have enough insight or enough you know, thoughtfulness to to think that there's something that could happen more than tomorrow, right. more than right now, more than this moment. Right. So, in, right. in planning for the future, financially, mm-hmm. how how does how does one what is, how does one sit? Down? I mean, some people don't know what a budget is. They just mm-hmm. you, know, you, you even mentioned money and getting nervous. Right. How, how does right. one even sit down to start a budget? What what should go into a budget? Well, and again, what I, I believe first you have to be able to tap inside and say, okay, what is it that I really want? Um, we, we've got to have it tied to something because outside of that, it's just arbitrary. It's just me just saying I'm going to do something. I'm going to do it because I really don't know. Um, we, we've got to be able to say, what is the goal? What does the end look like for me? What do I see? What do I see myself being? And you talked about seeing a vision, seeing that vision on the screen. I love that because you're talking about what does my life look like? What is the life I want to create? We have the ability to create the life that we envision. So, okay, so what does that look like? I see that there. Now let me fill in the blanks. What is it going to take for me to get that life? Okay, it's going to take, you know, this amount of money for me to be in a place where I feel like I can take care of my needs. This is what I need to do. These are the tools that I need to do it. Now I need to surround myself with the right people. Now I need to make sure that I understand how to implement this. And so when you start thinking about it as something tangible, then you know what you need. Okay, what are the resources that I already have in place to get what I need? Okay, I need to save a certain amount of money by a set amount of time. Start off with bite-sized pieces and saying that I need to save this much money over the next six months. That's going to start and, and do something. It's not going to fund all your dreams, but it's a start. And it takes 21 days to build a habit. So I, I, even, I don't even like calling them budgets anymore. I call them financial success plans. Because if I'm building a financial success plan, now it, it becomes more tangible to me and becomes real. Budget to me, it really doesn't have the same value as creating a financial success plan because right. now I'm creating a blueprint to success. So I need to look at all I have as far as what what is the income that I have coming in right now. 
So when I have that income coming in, what are the expenses I have right now? And so those are expenses, whether they be monthly expenses, annual expenses, what are my reoccurring expenses? I need to break that down in a monthly format to know exactly what's coming out of my household. So now I know what's coming in, and then I know what's coming out. So from there, I can make sure that I'm putting some money aside to pay myself. I believe in paying yourself, and, and often we say pay yourself first, I believe in paying yourself second because uh, you tithe, I, and I'm a, a believer in that, of uh, tithe. And so yes, I pay God first, and then I pay myself. And the reason I say pay yourself, and, and people will say, well, I've got to pay Georgia Power, I've got to pay these utilities. Well, they're going to get paid. <laughs> what happens is a lot of times we put ourselves at the bottom of the totem pole. And so we don't work as hard for ourselves as we'll work for the power company. And so we've got to change that, that, that paradigm to say, okay, let me pay myself. Let me put away $100 for myself. Let me write myself a check. It's powerful to write yourself a check and put that money aside and put it away. So I've taken care of me. Now let me take care of everybody else. And it may come down to where I've got to make a payment arrangement with my power company, but I'm not making a payment arrangement with myself. I'm paying myself. I'm taking care of that because at the end of the day, it's all about me. Even if I lose power, I still have to be taken care of. Right. Period. <laughs> Period. So right. we we got to see what we value, what's important, how much do we value ourselves. And we got to begin to prioritize those things. If, if I'm the one that can generate income, i got to keep myself healthy. I've got to keep myself prepared. I've got to make sure I've got the resources I need because I can go out and start over and do whatever I need to do and, and, and build to a situation where I can get those things. But everything else is just things. But I've got to make sure I'm in a position to take care of what I need to do. I think, you know, a lot of people, you know, you're, you're telling people what they need to hear right now. A lot of people need to hear you. I mean, look, you're talking to me, too. Don't, don't think it's getting yeah, yeah. me. You're, you're saying things I need to hear, too. And, yeah. you know, this really? is something that a lot of people may not know about you. But yeah. I happen to know this, that you are a, a native of Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, big D, big D. <laughs> uh, also <laughs> a, an alumni of, of a great school, Cass Technical High School. We won't go there. Say, but, uh, <laughs> say that. Say that. Produces some wonderful products. Wonderful products. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, uh, as you know, our hometown has been um, has been hit hard by yeah. the shifting of the auto industry. Yeah. And yeah. I'm a firm believer that entrepreneurial um, ventures are, is what's going to actually revive the city of mm-hmm. Detroit. Mm-hmm. How, do you, what, how do you get a person who, who's accustomed to going – and I say like this, slaving for a, a, a check every two weeks mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. the mindset that entrepreneurship or just owning something versus just renting and, and showing up to work is, is a better way to go. Yeah. You've got to paint a picture for them. You've got to show them um, that it's possible. You know, I didn't know what was possible. I came here to go to Clark Atlanta University, and I knew I, it was something different. I knew I wanted to do something different. But I didn't see it until I took a class called Entrepreneurship and Enterprise with a man named Dennis Kimbrough. Dennis Kimbrough changed my life from that perspective because he showed me what was possible. And if we're able to show people what's possible, what you can do, let me show you these tangible examples and so I don't make it so abstract. This is how someone took that gift and talent that you have and turned it in, monetized it, and made it something. Now, I don't believe everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur necessarily, but we all born as creators. And so when I, I made that example about my, my grandfather being a sharecropper, meaning he used his hands, 
We all have that ability to use our hands to create something, and that's where we're going to have to go back to living off the land. And now when I say living off the land, it doesn't necessarily mean we all become farmers all of a sudden. No, but we become farmers in the sense that every day that I'm out here, I'm planting seeds. I'm planting seeds that will reap harvest. And so if I continue to plant the seeds, they will spring up and come forth and bring forth a harvest if I'm planting. If I'm doing the right thing, maybe that's relationships. Maybe that's in, in, in businesses. And what we have to realize is we've got that power, and what we've got to do, though, is come together and collaborate. We've got to realize and be able to say what we don't know and find somebody that does know to help us because together we can change the world. And I know that sounds cliche-ish to some people, but it's the truth. There's power in numbers. We learn from each other. We've got to ask questions, and we've got to ask the right questions. We've got to practice and do what we know. You know, and, and I heard I'm a, I'm a fan of, of hip-hop, and, and I think about um, the, the great poets to me. And, and Tupac Shakur has said that even a genius asks questions. Yes, and I sir. think that we have to realize that just because we think we know certain things, some things we don't know, how do I know I ask questions to find out? So if I'm starting a business or if I, maybe I don't start the business, I collaborate with someone that wants to start the business, but I've got something that they need because right. they don't know everything either. So who can I right. partnership with? Who do I surround myself with? We've got to understand that you don't want to be the smartest person in your circle. Never want to, I never want to be the smartest person in my circle. Because, again, at, at that point, everyone's feeding off of you. What are you getting from these relationships? You know, and if you hang around with nine broke friends, you're bound to be the tenth one. I mean, you have to think outside. You've got to change that thought process. If I'm hanging around with thousandaires, that's what I'm going to be. But if I have dreams and aspirations to be a millionaire, I've got to step outside of that comfort zone. I've got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. I've got to realize that I've got more inside of me to do, and there's nothing wrong with the people that say, hey, I want to be a thousandaire. That's fine with me. That's fine. That's not where right. I, I aspire to be. So if I don't aspire to stay there and I aspire to do something different, and if I'm talking to my people in Detroit that want to do something different, they want to step outside of the box, they've got to step outside of the box. They can't stay yeah. in a sea of sameness. They've got to realize that I can do something about my situation and change it. And maybe it's not me by myself because we weren't created to be alone. We're not meant to be islands. So now I collaborate. I work with other right. people. I find people right. with like minds that have similar goals, and we begin to work together to change our situation. Right. And you're hitting the nail on the head, sir. I'm, you know, you're saying a lot of things that I I, I preach right here. Like yeah. I, I don't believe yeah. in the term in, in, independence. I I believe yeah. we're all interdependent. There's no way that yeah. that I can do what I need to do if it no wasn't way. for what you do, and, and, and then you you there need you somebody else, and you need what I do, and blah blah. So you yeah. add all these things together, yeah. and want to put a thousand fight, but two ten thousand, you start those numbers start getting greater go. and greater. The more things you, you the go. more people you bring together on the same page, you almost become almost invincible, unstoppable. There you go, unstoppable. Um, I love it. You mentioned something. You mentioned someone that had an impact on my life, and I've yet to meet them. Hmm. And that was wow. a professor, uh, Dr. Kimbrough. Wow. Dr. Kimbrough, wow. believe it or not, is, um, and like I said, I've never met him in person. I've, I've talked to yeah. him on the phone once trying to get uh, set up a set up a keynote speech for him to come to the University of Michigan while I was a student there. Yeah. yeah. And he, what he may not know is that I saw him on BET one night. Mm. It was like MLK Day, my sophomore year in college. And he was on, on there with Tavis Smiley. Mm. And he talked about this book, What Makes the Great Great. And I went out mm. the next day and got the book. And it actually mm. it kick-started my motivational career. Mm. Wow. And then steps kept falling in place. And then I met my, my mentor, my personal mentor, Mr. Greg Harden, who 
an associate athletic director at the University of Michigan, and he mm-hmm. he has has personally mentored Tom Brady and Desmond mm-hmm. Howard, and a lot of a lot of big names have come through the University of Michigan uh, athletic department. Yeah, yeah. Um, so mentorship is a big thing to me. Yeah, it means a lot to yeah. me. Yeah, huge. It means a lot to me. And I want to you to, to talk to people about finding a financial mentor, somebody who, who yeah. has done what they want to do with their life. How yeah. important is it really? You know, I, I can I can say it from Boone and but hearing you say it, it may sound different to them. How important yeah. is it to have a financial mentor who knows the ins and outs of what's going on and also has knows what it means to, to come up and not be stuck where you, where you may be today? It's crucial. Um it's crucial in our lives to have those types of examples um, of people that we can see um, that have done it. And, and that's, the, that's part, it's one of the biggest keys, I believe, to success. I tell people often that if I get in the car and I want to go to Los Angeles, and I've never been to Los Angeles, I just hop in the car, I need something to help get me there. A lot of times what you need is some sort of map, you need a blueprint to figure out how do I get there because I could get in the car and I could drive. I end up in Michigan, come back down to Florida. I may work over to Texas. I may end up going up to Utah, come back down to Nevada, and I may stumble up on Los Angeles. But after so much time and energy has has just been exhausted, where instead maybe I could have followed somebody that's already been to Los Angeles. Right. If they've already been there and they know the way to get there, they can help tell me how to get there or I can follow them there. And so when you think about mentorship, that's that person that provides the blueprint. It provides the way to get there. And, and, and growing up where, where we have come from, um, a lot of times we didn't have those visible mentors. We didn't have those, you know, in, in front of us all the time. Right. And, and it becomes more difficult, but it's not impossible. Because what I was able to do is I found my mentors a lot of times in books. I read a lot of biographies. And, and one of the books that changed my life, was reading Why Should White Guys Have All the Fun with Reginald Lewis. That book changed my whole perspective to see this guy, this black man that went to an Ivy League institution who built a billion-dollar business and nobody was telling me about that this was possible. And I, I, I felt his excitement when he would win big business deals that I would read about. And so I was following that path and I was following that track and I began to get other mentors through reading. But then I was able to find other people, and, and, and Dennis Kimbrough became one of those mentors because now it was powerful to be and sit in front of this man uh, on a weekly basis to be able to be in his presence and to hear the messages that he was trying to instill in us. And so I, you, you want to gravitate to people that are of like mind but are, are already there or going where you're going because they want to help too. They want to help instill that in you, and it may come through them just sharing their experiences. So we need to be around people that can share their experiences, that can sow into our lives just by sharing what they're doing and how they do it because it takes too long sometimes to go through that trial and error, which a lot of us have done in our finances. So we want to find someone who's achieved that success. And when I say that success, I don't mean that has gotten rich because anybody can get rich. Everybody can't establish wealth or doesn't understand how to establish wealth. They can establish it if they understand it. And I tell people a lot of times that, you know, that rich lives next to poor, but wealthy is in a whole other state of mind. Right. And so we've got to understand what building true wealth is and what it means. And wealthy is in my health. It's in, it's in my finances, my personal finance life, but it's in my relationships because relationships are powerful. 
So we've got to understand that network and building those networks. And those times we're out networking, we build mentorships. So we build opportunities yes. to be around mentors. So we've got to get out there. We've got to speak what we want, tell people who we are, know who we are, first of all, and be able to, to, to tell that story of who I am and where I'm going. When you tell that, people can respect it. They can understand it, and they want to be in your corner, and they want to help you out. Wow. Wow. And, and, and you just, you're just taking all of everything I talk about here, and you're just putting a mm-hmm. beautiful spin on it. I, you, if, if, like I said, no one else hears you tonight, I'm hearing you, and I, I'm believing what you're saying, because this is some dynamite stuff. And yes, sir. like I said, I, I, I know personally that I wouldn't be where I was today, mm-hmm. where I am today, mm-hmm. even though I'm not completely where I want to be. I'm not where I could have been, and I mm-hmm. owe it to the fact that I, I was willing to submit to a mentor because sometimes my mentor didn't say things I wanted to hear. He didn't say things right. that, that went along with what I you know, wanted to believe. But when I sat down and listened to the wisdom that my mentor would pour into me, um, it, it led me to a, down a path that was of greatness. I mean, there's, there's things that are coming in my path now that as a result of, you know, me and my mentor in 98, mm-hmm. you know, I was 19, 20 years old. And today I'm still doing the same things that we talked about then to, you know, to be, to put me in a position to be successful. And again, like I said, you know, what you're saying now, I think people really, really, really are, can be blessed by it. I think that's what it takes. Somebody who you've gone through, like I said, you've gone through the ranks and you've done what's necessary. You've done the work. You've done the prerequisite work. You've gone to college. You've gone and and studied financial gurus. And you, Mm -hmm. in essence, are becoming that guru, mm-hmm. what does it mean to you? For instance, like even doing a show like tonight where you know a lot of people are, they don't really get a chance to, they may not hear what you're saying on an everyday basis about basically that their finances, you know, it's good for us to be a good steward of our finances. It's a great thing yeah. for us to be a good steward of our finances. Yeah. Powerful. How, Powerful. Do, how do you... What would you say to a person who may be on the fence? They don't. I mean, you because you, you mentioned a, a hot button topic. A lot of people don't don't believe in tithing. I, I personally, I, I'm a believer in tithing as well. Mm-hmm. And what will you tell a person who, you know, who's out there? They need what you're saying right now, mm-hmm. and it's maybe it maybe one word that comes out of your mouth that triggers them off, and they they get it. What would you tell that person right now? It might be on the couch eating bonbons. It might be mm-hmm. you know, reluctantly listening to listening to this show right now. Right. What do you tell them about I, I, the life think, of their dreams? I, I think the the main thing that you have to realize is, are you okay where you are right now? Are you satisfied? Are you satisfied with the life that you built for yourself? Because you have built it. And, and yes, it's sir. like saying that, you know, you, you we, we, we make decisions all the time, and it's about decision. And my decision not to do something is still a decision. Yes, sir. And so we have to to take responsibility for the decisions that we make in our lives. And we have to understand that, you know, a lot of us are two decisions away from either being on the street or being wealthy. Yes, sir. And what we decide is which route will I take? Which way will I go? I I learned from uh, George Frazier. I had an opportunity to sit down with a great networking guru. I love this guy. It's George Frazier. Wow. And George Fraser said, it's easier to be oppressed than it is to be free. And that stuck with me because, you know, one of the things he, he added to that was a caveat of that, you know, Harriet Tubman carried a gun, and it wasn't for the slave owners. And that meant that she was carrying that gun because people were saying, where are we going? Where are you trying to take us to? We know this. This is familiar to us. 
So right. I will stay in familiar before I go to the unknown. And going right. to the unknown to a lot of people is stepping outside of their comfort zone and their box. They say, well, I, even though things aren't good, I know this. Or I know this job. Even though I hate it, I can't stand it. And as soon as I get there, I think about lunch, and then I think about what time am I getting off. Right. You've got to decide what do you want. Is that the life you have designed and want for yourself, or is there something more? And if there is something more, we understand that it will take the resources. You know, in this case, having the resources is a powerful thing, especially if we know what to do with them. And we all have access to it. We're here in America, and you, you, you talked about the President uh, Obama's quote. I mean, this is still the land of opportunity. We've got so much opportunity, more than most people have in any country around the globe. And this is why other people come here to create things, and they'll laugh at us sometimes because we're not embracing all the opportunities that we have before us. We're too busy thinking about what we don't have or what we lack in order to focus on what we do have, and we have enough to start and do something. So I tell the people that are sitting on the couch and just, you know, listening and saying, yeah, that's for somebody else. No, it's not for somebody else. It's for you. It's for you to be able to embrace it and to get it and to say, no, no, no. Today is the day I'm going to make a change. I'm going to take the next 21 days I'm going to change my habits. I'm going to do something different. I met Lisa Nichols, and she told me that she started writing herself a check for $25 when she had nothing. She started writing herself a check, and there's $25, and every month she would try to up it and up it. And so next month is 40 Next month is 50 She did this over the three or four years, and at that time when she was ready to jump out, she had enough money to fund her own dream because she had sold into herself. We And people ask me all the time, what can I invest in? What should I be investing in? What's the best investment? The best investment is you. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself, whether that's through education, whether that's through reading books. It doesn't have to be a formal education. The books are here. The web has all this information. They call it the World Wide Web for a reason. The information from all over the globe is here at our fingertips. So we've got to do more than just surfing around or playing games on it. We've got to use it as the powerful tool that it is to connect with people around the globe and to step into these opportunities. And when we change our mindset, we change our hearts, we're able to embrace it. And, and, and I tell people a lot of times, it's like the law of attraction. Money is attracted to money. So you get to a point, if you're doing what you love to do and you're serving other people, the money will chase you down. The money will come and find you. And so what we just have to do is be obedient and be servants to what we've been given. If we can do that, everything else will follow. Wow. Wow, that's, that, that, these are beautiful principles that you present. I think people really want to live a wonderful life. They want they want to live that life of their dreams. Mm-hmm. They they really do. But some people just they don't know. And like there's certain things until you find out I mean sometimes you have to be exposed to, to not knowing to know that you don't really know what you think you know. And there you go. There you go. And we don't I know think what, what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's really it's not a bad thing to not know. It's a bad thing to not know and continue down that path. And exactly. See, I think ignorance is bliss. Right. right. I think ignorance is bliss. It's not. It's not it's okay to be ignorant for a moment. Once you realize right. you're ignorant, now I need to get the information. It's, it's, right. I don't want to stay in a state of ignorance. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and like I said, a lot of people right now, I believe that they can, they're hearing what you're saying right now, and they're getting it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what do I do? I'm getting it. I'm having a mind shift. My mind is changing. What do I do now? I'm creating them. I hear you talking about the, you know, creating a plan. I hear you talking about, you know, keeping 
you know, keep people from, from around you who, who perpetuate you or perpetuate a, a sense of hopelessness and helplessness. Mm-hmm. What do I do now? I really want to be successful. I want to be a good steward of my finances. What do I, I do you have from to this do. point forward? You've got to write the vision and make it plain. That You've got to write it down and make it plain. It doesn't become tangible until we write something to connect, until we speak something. So we got to write it down and make it plain, and you've got to write this plan. And when I say write the plan, um, you know, I want to break it down in the simplest form. And that's why I say, what do you want to achieve? Write down what it is that I want to achieve. So instead of having it in my mind and saying, I know where I want to be, no, no, write it down. Say exactly what it is that you want to be. Who is it? Who are you? And then speak it into existence as it already has been done. This is who you when you when people say who you are, you tell them who you are. Not what I'm thinking about doing. No, this is what I'm doing. There's no such thing as trying. You either are or you're not. And so we have to be able to write it down, make it plain. And and a lot of people, and especially in business, they get so bogged down with the idea of writing a business plan. I tell people to create a model. We have to create ourselves. We have to realize that we are the business. Jay-Z says all the time, I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman. We have to understand <laughs> we are the business. And yes, so sir. if I'm the business, I have to treat myself like a business. My wife is my CFO and my kids are my shareholders. I have a responsibility wow. to my shareholders and my company to succeed. I have a, a responsibility. So what does that look like in my life? It looks like, okay, what are my gifts and talents? What do I do well? Let's write this down. Let me see. I love doing this. This is what brings me joy. Find that thing that you would do for free. I used to didn't realize what is that I would do for free. And then I realized I was speaking all the time. I was talking to people about these things. I said, I got it. That's it. I'm already doing it. And a lot of us are already working on our purpose. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Gladwell says in Outliers that it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert in something. That's seven years of working a job. Many of us are experts in what we do, but we take it for granted. So realize that you have something. Don't take what you do or what you are, where you're working already for granted. Think about how I can leverage that thing that I know, that skill, that craft that I have to do something different. When you do that and you realize that, now write it down. Now what is it going to take? What is my product or service? Once I know what my product or service is, what is it going to cost me to sell or to provide this product or service? Then what am I going to charge for this product or service? As simple as that. That's your business model. You've got a business model. Now you can see that where I make my revenues from. Once I know that, I can build on that. I can start. I don't have to be bogged down and think I've got to work for months and months to develop this plan. The plan is your daily day blueprint. What do I do every day towards success? That's how you want to break it down. That's how you want to simplify that thing. But start by writing it down, making it plain. Now you can share it with other people. Because if you can't, you can't share what's in your head all the time. People don't see the vision as you see it. You got to write it down and paint a picture for them. Wow, Clyde, you definitely provided some <laughs> dynamite content for for anybody who wants to become a champion in their finances. And with the last uh, three minutes we have here, yeah. let the people know about your book. Tell us more about yeah. this, this dynamite book you've written. Well, you know what, and this is a, an example of it. I wrote this book um, uh, while I was uh, in, in, the, in the mortgage arena, and I, I wrote the book. I started a publishing company to put the book out myself. I didn't wait on somebody else to do it. I, I hmm. sought out my friends and family, sent them a certificate, and said, feed into my dreams and, and, and support me. And buy this autographed copy of my book for $25. Uh, they did that. I had 100 people respond. I had $2,500. That's what I used to print the book. That book ended up getting me on CNN. I got on CNN five years ago. I've been on CNN for five years. The book was called What It Happened Was. It's about four characters that lived in a town called Reality, and it's somewhere between perfect bliss and rock bottom. 
similar to the place that we live today. And it was too good to be true just to get by D. Jones and couldn't care less. And they were all trying to get a special deal, and it was freedom, the ability to live out your dreams, to answer your questions and what you've been waiting for. And that looks different to different people. And I was able to show that in the book. And, and, and that book is the reason, because I was obedient in doing that, that opened so many other doors for me that I've been, going, been able to go on and, and live my dreams because I was obedient and did that. I'm currently working on my, my next book, and it's called Time Out, uh, 21 Days to Discipline, How to Control Our Thoughts to Achieve Financial Success. And that's coming out in December. And what I would love to do, if your, your listeners want to get a copy of my book, all your listeners who have heard the show, I'll give you a free e-copy of my book if you email me. Um, if you email me at Clyde Speaks, and that's C-L-Y-D-E-S-P-E-A-K-S, the number two in the letter U, at gmail.com. Email me, and in the subject line, write what it happened was, and I'll send you an e-copy of my book, uh, what it happened was, and I'll keep you abreast of everything that we have going on, the new book coming out. Uh, but I'd love to give that as a gift to all your listeners. Wow, that's a beautiful thing. I think that uh, you're gonna have a lot. Of, you have a lot of people emailing you. <laughs> cool, I love it. I love it. Bring it on. Yes, sir. Bring it on. Look, well, Clyde. You know, time not our friend at this moment, but you know, you have definitely presented some dynamite keys. I think you presented a blueprint, a master plan, if you will, for how to become a champion of finance. And we're going to continue to to reach out to you and bring you back when the whenever you sure. want to come back. You let me know. We'll, we'll work sure, out sure. a, a day. The red carpet is laid out for you. I appreciate it, brother. Well, congratulations to your success and what Thank you're doing, you. man. You are doing it. You're an example to a lot of people, and I just love love seeing you do your thing, man. So keep going. We so, so I appreciate you. I, I'm, I'm almost at a loss for words when, to hear that because this is this is that thing that I would do without yeah. getting a paycheck. I already know. And, I already know it. And and I'm I'm thankful for this opportunity. Clyde, let the people know where can they where can they find you? Where can they find you on the web? Uh, my my website is uh, my name and company is Financial Life Connection. So www.financiallifeconnection, connection is singular, uh, .com, financiallifeconnection.com. We've got a lot of exciting stuff going on. I'm working on a new show. So um, please connect with me there. You can see what we do, get connected, and, and any way I can be of service, uh, reach out to me. Uh, we always we look at my stuff. You can get me on Twitter at Clyde Anderson. Follow me uh, on Twitter. I'm always there. Um, I'm here. You can, you can touch me. I'm accessible, and my whole role, I've been placed here to help. Uh, and to, to, to provide and be that tool. So that's what I'm doing. I'm being obedient, man, and walking in it. And uh, check me on CNN every Saturday at 7.20 a.m., again at 11. Um, we'll be on tomorrow at 7.20 talking about this market um, as, as what we're going through and just providing people some insight so they know what's going on and know how to be prepared. Well, Claire, again, we appreciate you. And, again, we're going to have you back on here really soon. But, again, thank you for tonight. This was much needed. You helped me out as well. <laughs> My pleasure, brother. My pleasure. Keep doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Detroit, Detroit's finest, always. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> All right, brother. All right, sir. People, again, we, we thank uh, Mr. Clyde Anderson for coming on here tonight um, to give us some tools and tips on how to become a financial champion. And I want to thank him again for uh, all his input in tonight's show. Uh, also, people, I want to just say this to you. So Super September, still, we're still rock and rolling, Super September. We got another show. We got more shows coming, more content coming. Continue to live the life of your dreams because the life of your dreams is absolutely wonderful and you deserve it. So I leave you with this my motto, my mantra, my mantra, my motto. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. God bless you, and I'll see you at the top. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the. Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. 
I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations.